should flash up on the screen any minute now. That's, that's what I want to talk to you about today. I know normally we do the little scripture thing first and no. Keep hope alive. Father, I pray that we'll receive from you today. That we're ready to hear you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Proverbs 13 and 12 says, hope defers. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And we've been looking around us at everything that's been going on, and we've really been hoping that it would change fast, you know. <laughs> we've been praying, and we've been fasting, and we've been interceding, and we've been preaching, and we've been teaching, and we look around us, and we don't see a whole lot happening. And the problem is, is that a watch pot don't boil. I never heard that before. A guy came to me one day. I just kept looking at something. I watched it. He said, you know, a watch pot don't boil. And I was like, what does that mean? And basically, if you keep watching something, the more you watch it and look at it, the longer it takes. Like, you know, yeah. Like, if it's 3 o'clock, you get off at 5. If you keep checking the watch, it takes five, two days to get there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So you have, to, you have to go ahead and move along as though you expect it to happen anyway. Jesus used to speak healing over people and then just like keep moving. Because there was an expectation that healing was going to come because he spoke it. So he didn't watch over it to wait. He just was like, oh, it's going to happen. And so we know that change is coming. But the hope deferred, the hope deferred is making people's hearts sick. And that's what happened with the sister that my wife spoke to is that she's doing all this work. She's, she's, she's putting in all this effort. She's ministering into people's lives the way God told her to. And it doesn't seem to be working. And so now she's starting to get a little bit distressed and uh, she's feeling defeated because what she's hoping for not coming quickly enough. But see, the thing is, the thing is, is that the, the world has lost hope. They've given up. They don't know what to do. They're running around now. They just, they're just doing stuff for the sake of doing it now. They don't know what to do. But I want to say something. If the church loses hope, if the people who have the hope of glory lose hope, then the world is lost. If the world loses hope, that's one thing. But the church has got to maintain their hope in God. I was looking for the scripture in Lamentations 3, and I, I want to read some verses for you. Just, just follow along with me. He says, Lamentations 3, that's Jer right after Jeremiah. It's the writings of Jeremiah. He says, I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He has led me uh, and made me walk in darkness and not in light. Surely he has turned his hand against me time and time again throughout the day. He has aged my flesh and my skin and broken my bones. He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and woe. He has set me in dark places like the dead of long ago. He has hedged me in so that I cannot get out. He has made my chain heavy. Even when I cry and shout, he shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with hewn stone. He has made my paths crooked. He has made me to bear a lying, a lying in wait like a lion in ambush. He has turned aside my ways and torn me in pieces. He has made me desolate. He has bent, me low. He has bent his bow and set me up as a target for the arrow. Elder, you're talking about, man, I'm telling you, this is something. He has caused the arrows of his quiver to pierce my loins. 
I become the ridicule of all my people, their taunting song all day. He has filled me with bitterness. He has made me to drink wormwood. He has also broken my teeth with gravel and covered me with ashes. You have moved my soul far from peace. I have forgotten prosperity. And I said my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. Remember my affliction and the roaming, the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. Listen to Jeremiah lay out his issues. He feels as though God himself is against him because life is not working out his way. He's done what God has asked him to do and it seems like God letting all this stuff happen to him. And he's feeling mighty bad. Can anybody agree with me that the prophet's feeling mighty bad? And just like the prophet, some of us in this room feel like maybe the hand of God has turned against us. Oh, you won't say it in church, but you'll thank it. You might not ever admit it to anybody out loud, but you might feel it in your spirit. And just like Jeremiah, you say that my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. I've allowed the circumstances of life to put me in a place where my hope is in the ER. My hope is on its deathbed, barely making it. It needs some type of intervention. I came to encourage you today to keep hope alive. No matter how difficult things are, you got to maintain your hope. You got to be able to keep your faith in God no matter how bad it gets. Reach over to somebody, shake them, and tell them, keep your hope alive. He is lamenting and he's going on and on just like we do. Isn't it good to know you're not the only person that's ever felt bad about your situation? And you can look into the scriptures and see that the man of God himself was going through difficulty and speaking negatively about his situation. Now watch him. He said, verse 18, and I said my strength and my hope had perished from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my roaming, the wormwood and the gall. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. And then he says this. Watch this. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. Listen to me. There are times when you have to jog your own memory and get your hope back. There are times when you don't need anybody else to speak to you because they won't help. You won't listen to them because you really don't want to listen to the hope dealers. So sometimes you got to jog your own memory. I'm, I'm a hope dealer. Some people deal marijuana. Some people deal coke. I deal hope. All I got for you is hope. So if you're looking for me to cry with you, if you're looking for me to moan with you, you came to the wrong pastor. I'm going to tell you, lift up your head unto the hill. Lift, lift your eyes unto the hills. I'm going to tell you to trust God. I'm going to tell you to believe. Ain't nobody got time to be crying. Say amen. When is the last time crying over your situation made it any better? Listen to what he said. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. In the Hebrew, to hope is to wait with expectation. So it's not like a wishing kind of thing, you understand. He's not saying I'm wishing. He says, I, I recall this to mind, therefore I wait with expectation. I am waiting on God to change things. 
Yeah, I know he's going to do it, and I'm expecting, I am literally looking for God to turn this thing around. Somebody say amen. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking for God to turn it around. See, he, he had to jog his memory. He had to remember how good God has been. And so he had to do some things. Romans 4 and 18 says this. Abraham, uh, against hope, believed in hope. So when there was no reason to hope, Abraham kept hoping. In fact, it goes on in the message and it says when everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. I hope that's something. Yeah, it's up there. So, and the last one, I like this one. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. You got to have the spirit of Abraham. Did even when everybody around you said you need to go on and give up, you need to maintain your hope. Touch yourself and say, maintain your hope. This kind of hope, the kind of hope that Abraham had is the antidote to despair, depression, and the desire to quit. You need an antidote today. See, whenever people have to come to church and beg you to praise, you need an antidote. Whenever they got to sweat their hair out and run their mascara just to get somebody to clap, if Elder Smith got to get up here and be hoarse when he sits down, you need an antidote. Somebody just raise your hand and say, Lord, give me the antidote. Come on, be real in here now. Don't, don't just do the church thing. Come on, if you need the antidote, just raise your hand and say, I need the antidote. I need, I need that kind of hope. I need the kind of hope that hopes when I should have stopped. I need the kind of hope that keeps me from quitting. I need the kind of hope that keeps me from depression. I need the kind of hope that keeps me from despair. What did he recall? What is it that he recalled? He said, this I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. So what did he recall, Asana, that gave him hope? Okay, first of all, he recalled that as bad as things are, they could be worse. As bad as things are, they could be worse. We're looking at the city of Savannah and we're saying, man, it's bad. But don't you know it could be worse? We're looking at the nation, and we saw what happened in San Bernardino. We looked over overseas, over in Paris, and what happened over there, and all kinds of things. Some three people were stabbed in the tube in London on yesterday, and all of the murders and the killings and all of the terrorism and everything. And we say, oh, it's so bad, it's so bad, it's so bad, it's so bad. And I hear believers rehearsing it over and over again. It's so bad, it's so bad, it's so bad. But the sobering thought is that it could be worse. As bad as your money situation is, it could be worse. As bad as your marriage is, it could be worse. As bad as things are in your life, it could be worse. Somebody shout, it could be worse. So you ought to put a praise right there because God didn't let it get as bad as it could be. God held it back from being what the devil wanted it to be. Don't you know the devil wanted to destroy you, but God stood up on your behalf. Somebody needs to get their hope back today. Somebody say it's not as bad as it could be. Hallelujah. You could be three, four, five, six months behind, but bless God, you're only one month behind. Look at what he says. Look at what he said. Verse 21. This I recall in mind, therefore I have hope. Look at verse 23. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Things are bad, but they could 
from a pity party to a praise party. So uh, bump your neighbor and say, I'm about to have a praise party now. Tell them this ain't the pity row. You're on the wrong row. If, you, if you're looking for the pity row, you're looking for the wrong row because this is the praise row right here. Right up in here. This area right up in here. Give me some elbow room because I'm about to get it in. Come on, tell them I'm about to get it in because it, it's, not as, it's not as bad as it, it could be. That's point number one. Somebody say it's not as bad as it could be. Point number two, God has been merciful. God has been merciful. See, the only reason that it's not as bad as it could be is because of his mercies. He says through his, through the Lord's mercies, we have not, come on, consumed. You, we could have been consumed. We could have been consumed. See, listen, he uses the plural form of the word and said through the Lord, mercies. Not, not through his mercy, through the Lord's mercies. Now, now, Matthew Henry said that this denotes abundance and variety. So it's not just a lot of mercy, but different kinds of mercies. Our God just keeps doing it for us. And, and, and we too caught up in our situation to recognize his mercy. Can't see the forest because of one cotton picking tree. And believers are depressed. And not thinking about the fact I'm alive to even be depressed. That ought to wipe your depression away. Because you could have died depressed. Somebody slap your neighbor and say, I'm here. Everything ain't the way I want it to be, but I'm here. I don't have the kind of money I need, but I'm here. Everything ain't come on working out as I prayed, but guess what, baby? I'm here, devil. You tried to make me lose my mind. You tried to wreck my marriage. You tried to tear up my house, but I came to declare this day that I am You did all that, and I'm still here. You did all that foolishness. And I'm still here. <laughs> it, it really should have been worse. Don't look at don't look at me with that tone of voice. Y'all looking at me with the wrong tone of voice. It should have been worse, but it was his mercy that stopped it. Oh, it wasn't our prayers. It wasn't our time of fasting. It wasn't because we gave in the collection plate. It was his mercy that stopped that thing. It wasn't our righteousness. It wasn't our goodness. His mercy stopped it. We can't take any credit for things not being what they could have been. His mercy is the only reason it stopped where it did, when it did. We need to give God glory for that. He did not deal with us. Listen to this. He did not deal with us according to our sins. What if he had done that? What if God had dealt with us according to our sin? 
I see your head shaking. You like, thank you, God, for somebody need somebody need to have a mercy moment right now. Just a mercy moment. Thank you, God, that you didn't punish me on the level that I deserve punishment. I ain't got that kind of time, but I got to stop for a minute. He didn't, he didn't punish us according to our sin. Next, he did not deal with us according to the opinions or the suggestions of others. Because you know, when somebody else found out what you did, oh, God helps me if they find out what you did. Oh, God need to do this to him, and God need to do that to him, and that's why that happened, and that's why that happened. God is not thinking about them people when it comes to you. They can think how they want to want to. They can say what they want to. They can pray for what they want to. But God is never going to deal with want according to the mind of somebody else. God says, I will give mercy to whom I will give mercy. He says, my mercy, I'll give it to who I want to. Even if some of them church folk don't like you having it, I'm going to give it to you anyway. I ain't looking for no vote for nobody. I ain't looking for no, uh, for no approval from a man. I'll give my mercy to whoever I want. You don't tell me who to give my mercy to. God does not deal with us according to the opinions of the suggestions of others. Also, he didn't deal with us according to our opinion of ourselves. Truth be told, some of us have some messed up opinions of our own self. Around here putting ourselves down when God trying to build us up. Every time somebody compliments us, we say something that's, that's just terrible about our own self. We can't even receive a compliment. We can't even receive somebody trying to bless us because we beat our own self down. We don't need anybody to beat us. We beat ourselves down. Don't need the devil to say a word. The devil just sit back and say, watch, watch them beat themselves up. Yet God doesn't deal with us that way. He doesn't even listen to us when it. He does what he decides. Jesus. Jesus. I don't deserve this because I did that. I don't deserve. Shh. If God decides he wants to do it, just glorify him in it. No, no, no. He, deal, he dealt with us according to his, what? Mercy. He says, he says, and it's through his mercies that we are not consumed. We're not destroyed. We're not finished. We're not finished. I can see that two ways. We're not finished. It's not the end. Well, wait a minute. I can see that two ways too. Just tap your neighbor real gently like and tell him, you're not finished yet. It, it's, it's, it's not going to end where it is. Boy, somebody got it. I'm going to come on this side. It's not going to finish or end where it is right now. Don't miss a prophetic word when it comes just because I didn't holler and snot. Just because I didn't. 
somebody say, it ain't over yet. You need to look at your own self and just get your selfie up or something and say, it ain't over yet. Oh, boy, I tell you, as soon as I get out of here, I'm going to post a picture of myself on Facebook smiling. And the caption is going to read, it ain't over yet. This may be where I am today. Oh, but wait until God. I'm excited. I, my, hope, my hope is getting up off the operating table right now. Such your neighbor say, my hope is getting up. My hope is getting up. When I came in here, my hope was in distress. My hope was almost dead, but my hope is rising to its feet. This says to me that we still have a chance, y'all. We still have a chance, man. We're still alive. We're still breathing, Cherie. We still have a chance. I mean, there's still an opportunity for things to get better. There's still an opportunity for things to turn around. I mean... So I got to praise God over that. Anybody hope getting a little bit higher right now? You keep looking at your situation, but look at your situation. No, you're looking at your situation, but you need to look at your situation. And if, you, if your mind is the kind of mind, let me talk to you now, that likes to run down the list of what's against you. If your mind is that kind of mind that likes to go down the list of what's against you, I'm telling you today, keep your mind running down the list of everything that's for you. Because some of us have that kind of mind that'll just, this is against me, 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 this is against me. But what I need you to do is I need you to flip over your page and write down, this is for me, 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 this is for me. I'm sick, but I'm alive. Check. I don't make a lot of money, but I got a job. Check. Somebody shout yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Somebody say check. <laughs> you got to you got to weigh it. You got to weigh it. You got to give both sides of it. You you can't just give the, de- the side where the devil is messing with your life. You got to give the side where God's influence is in there. I was depressed yesterday, but I have a good day today. Check. Stop running down the list of everything that's against you. But if you're going to do it, make that other list. Joseph's daddy did that. Jacob. All these things are against me. He said that this son Joseph's gone. Simeon, I think he said, is gone. Now he's going to try to take Benjamin away from me. And I'm like, dude, that's three sons out of 12. No, really, that's three sons out of 12. You still got nine boys left. So even if you lose three, you got nine. Rejoice. I mean, you got, you're talking about all the stuff against you. You got to marry the woman you loved. I mean, you had to work some years to get her, but you got her. Say amen. Quit crying. Well, I mean, they won't give me the hours I want, and they won't do this, and they won't give me a raise, and they, they overlook me for the promotion. You got a J-O-B. 
every week you get a C-H-E-C-K. And you put it in the B-A-N-K. B-A-N-K. That's at the bank. I had to think about it. I was going fast. Don't you do that? Then what you whining for? You're not in the unemployment L-I-N-E. Not sleeping on the sidewalk. Get your hope up. Ain't nobody got time for all that. We are troubled on every side. Yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us. Who can be against us? It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm kind of glad it happened. Because I'm better now than I was before. I stay in line now. When I used to get out of line, I acted crazy, but now I got myself together. If the affliction had not come, I wouldn't have the prayer life that I have today. So you know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But all things work together for my good. I learned that God is a way maker. Anybody learn that God is a way maker? Anybody here ever had a God make, God make a way where there was no way? Anybody ever had God be a friend when you were friendless? A mother when you were motherless? A father when you were fatherless? Anybody ever had God turn your stuff? If you hadn't gone through what you went through, then you wouldn't know that God can do the things he could do. You'd just be living by hearsay. But you had an experience with God. And you got to watch God do it. I got, I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Number four, his compassions don't fail. For something to fail means that it does not have the power to do what it needs to do or to run out. God's compassions don't run out. You hear me? God never gets to the point where he's tired of being compassionate towards you. People do. People get sick of us. Y'all looking at me with that tone of voice again. People get sick of us. They get tired of us, but God never gets tired of us. He always looks on us with compassion. He always looks on us with a heart that wants to do something. But I thank God that God not only has a heart that wants to do something, he has the ability to do it. Many of us wish we could turn somebody's life around. We could pay off all their bills, but we don't have the ability. But all the silver is his and all the gold is his. And God can do that thing in a moment. God's not getting tired of you. He ain't worn out yet. With all the stuff that you've been through in all your time, God is not worn out. Why are you wearing out? If God still has hope for you, why don't you have hope? Amen. Nudge your neighbor and say, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. 
Because I'm going to tell you, if you run out of hope, it's going to get worse fast. If the people in this room don't have any hope, what's going to happen for the people out there? They're looking to us for it. There's a scripture that says that you, be, you need to be able to give every man a reason for the hope that you have. But if we don't have any hope, we can't give a reason. People are supposed to look at us and say, why are you so hopeful? With all of this, help me God, stuff that's going on. Shootings, suicide, bombings, killings, mass murders. How can you still be so hopeful? The country is in a deficit. People are struggling for jobs. How can you be so hopeful? You're supposed to have an answer. You're supposed to look like you got hope. You're supposed to look. You're supposed to walk around like somebody who's waiting on a cat bus. You need to be looking around for the next thing God's going to do. What you doing? I'm looking for God because I expect him any minute now. And get away from them people who are hopeless. Who are stealing your hope. Hanging around people that don't do nothing but complain and messing your spirit up. That's why your hope is on the table now. Somebody beating on his chest trying to bring him back. Somebody says compassion don't fail. He says, he says, he says, because it's compassion. It's because of the Lord's mercy we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new. Every morning. Look at what he says. Great is your faithfulness. He don't sound like the same guy anymore, does he? He doesn't sound like the guy who wrote those other verses that we read just a minute ago. He sounds like a whole new man. And it didn't take going to church to get that done. He did it by jogging his memory. He thought about the goodness of God. Oh, God, come on here. Oh, yes, as long as I'm still in the land of the living, there's still a chance for God to do something in my life. Because I think about what God did yesterday and what he did the day before 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 and what he did the day before. I think about the last time that I thought I wasn't going to make it and God brought me through. I think about the last time that I allowed myself to be anxious to the point where I walked a hole in my carpet and God didn't even let that thing happen to me. Come on, I didn't have a bit of faith, but God was still faithful. It wasn't because I am a prayer warrior. It wasn't because I'm a somebody who's a giant in the faith. It wasn't I was struggling to believe God. But God, because of his compassion and his mercy, still brought me out. 
There are people who will lie to you and they'll look you in your face with a straight face and they'll tell you the reason I came out is because I believed God so strongly. The reason I came out is because I quoted the word of God and the truth of the matter is that they were balled up on the side of the bed in the darkest area of the room in a fetal position and crying their eyes out and didn't believe God for nothing. But is it because of his mercy? Because I'm going to be real with you. There have been times when I didn't believe God for nothing, but he still did it. He didn't let me stop him from being merciful to me. And if we be honest in this place today, he's done that in all of our lives. Number five, we need to know where to place our hope. The reason our hope is dying because we're putting it in the wrong place. Waiting on people. Waiting on money to get right. Waiting on an apology. An apology ain't going to heal you. You can get the apology and still be messed up. God is the only one who can heal, baby. No, 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 no. We're putting our hope in the wrong thing. Hoping for a new job. Hoping for the degree. Hoping, hoping, hoping. Hoping for this. Hoping for that. Hoping that this person will come and help me. Hoping that this person will send the check that he's supposed to send every month because they know they're supposed to send it. Hoping, 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 hoping instead of hoping in God. Why, why art thou so downcast, O oh my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. We're hoping in all this other stuff, hoping that they, they make the right decisions in the White House, hoping, hoping that they make the right decisions at the Supreme Court. They don't know what to do. They're struggling for answers. Hoping we get the right school superintendent, the right teachers in the school, the right principals. They don't know what to do. Hoping we get the right stuff to the police. Hoping we get the right mayor. Hoping we get the right amount of money. Hoping that we have enough cops shaking people's hands. Walking the beat like they used to do back in the day. Putting our hope in the wrong place. I'm going to vote, but my hope is in God. I had people telling me, well, you don't need to vote for this person because if you vote for them, they're going to do this, that thing, and other. God says, I set one up and I set another down. He said, the king's heart is in my hand. But I got this. Number five, he say, listen, he says, he says, God's my portion. God's my part. God's my share. So if I lose everything else, I got God. If people walk away from me, I got God. If you don't want to be with me now no more, I ain't going to be lonely. You want to know why? I got God. So step. That ain't going to break me. Ain't going to make me pull my hair out, make me lose my mind. Ain't going to make me rock without a rocking chair. You must be out your mind. I got God. All right, before I met you, I'll be all right. 
were you doing before you lost the blessing that you had? We're so concerned about losing stuff. How were you living before you had it? Weren't you still here? Breathing and with a pulse and everything? Now, why do you think you're going to die if you lose it? If I lose it, I'll just die. People are talking about what will they say about me? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say. But does it matter? Now, are they going to say something and put a piece of money in your pocket to help you keep it? Well, then, all right, then. They don't really care. And if you lost it, God had the ability to help you keep it. So now think about that. No, no, when you get home, sit back in your relaxing chair and consider that. Why didn't God let me keep it? I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I love it. You got to be able to rattle your own mind. Independent of other people. And revive your own hope. This brother wrote 20 verses of how bad it was. And then got to verse 21 and say, this I recall to mind. Therefore, I have hope. What? What? Number one, through the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. I'm feeling a little bit better. They are new every morning. Oh, God, great is your faithfulness. I'm feeling a little bit better. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. He's your hope. CNN is not your hope. Fox News is not your hope. A Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, a Tea Partier is not your hope. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's your hope. More money's not your hope. A better situation is not your hope. Things getting better is not your hope. He is your hope. Keep hope alive. Pastor Leslie quoted it. She says, hope maketh not a shame. Essentially what it means this is this, brother. God won't allow you to hope in him and then let you look stupid. No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God, I, God will not let you be made a fool of hoping in him. Because his name attached to that thing. Boy, you preaching, huh? You sitting in your seat preaching. Hadn't even broke a sweat. I ought to give you this microphone. That's the end of my sermon. Keep your hope alive. Remember how good God's been to you. Come on, do that for me real quick. Right now, think about how good God's been. 
think, 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 let's go further than since you've been saved. Let's go back to before you got saved. How good God was even then. Did we make it to this current point because of us or because of God? So if God was faithful, good, compassionate, merciful, full of grace and favor then, then why wouldn't he be now? Keep your hope alive. Don't let your hope die. Don't go into despair. Don't follow the world. They don't have Jesus. That's why they don't have hope. But you have Jesus. And they're going to come to you. They're going to come to you. Things are setting itself up for them to come to you. Scripture says there's a time, Benny, when they're going to run to Mount Zion. Because the destruction and the shaking is going to become cataclysmic. And people, people who didn't believe in God, they're going to run. It. Because everything else in their life is going to prove a failure. Here go the Bosha. It's going to ha it's happening now. Everything around them is falling like dominoes. And they're looking at us. And they're seeing us stand. Have a reason for your hope. Have an answer for every man that asks you. What you happy for? <laughs> you work at the same job I work at, Nelson. We're under the same conditions, yet you always around here quoting a scripture, carrying a Bible. What's your story? Your story is what? Jesus. That's all I got to say. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Jesus, he's the reason for every season in my life. Nothing else matters, Smitty. Nothing else matters. Man of God got a testimony. People say all kind of stuff to you to rattle you. Try to shake you like they got the power. Man, we prayed on that thing. God moved so quick. When I got the telephone call of the good report, I was like, bless ye the Lord. God, you fast. We were looking for this thing to be two weeks. <laughs> it's a couple of days. Great season. That's the God we serve. So today I'm just passing out hope. You want some? That's all I'm doing, just passing out hope. That's all, that's all I got for you. I don't have no explanations. I, I can't figure nothing out for you because I don't know why God letting you go through what you go through. I ain't got no word. All I, I, I ain't got none of that. I can't hear. All I got is hope. Besides, if I told you why, would it help? <laughs> Hope. Hope. Do like Abraham, man. How you going to let Abraham do better than you? Abraham was in the Old Testament. Didn't even have Jesus. 
Didn't even have a Bible to read. Didn't go to Bible study. Didn't go to church. And yet he hoped against hope. Ain't that something, Sister Moore? We got the benefit of church and other believers and TBN and, 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 and WSOK on FM now, praise God. We got all of that. Prayer circles, 1-800 numbers. We got all the Bible applications, intercessory prayer. We got good preachers like Pam and Albert and Joe. Smith, hey, I got Ed and Sheree and all these folks right here to encourage us. And all Abraham had was faith. <laughs> and he believed God. When there was no reason to be hopeful. Isn't that something? He still had hope. <laughs> That's what we have to do. When it seems stupid to remain hopeful, you keep your hope alive. Father in heaven, thank you for Jeremiah's writings. He lamented, but at the end, <laughs> he lifted himself up. Just by thinking about you. It was as simple as thinking about you. It brought his spirits up. If we could just keep our mind on you. Scripture prophesies that we'll be kept in perfect peace. Our confidence levels will go through the roof. Help us to take our focus off the situations that surround us. Put them back on you. I speak life to hope in this room. That hope that was struggling to breathe is now resuscitated and thriving. And that the hope of the goodness of God is so heavy on the people of God in this room that those around us who have no hope will be inspired to ask us, why do you hope the way you do? Why are you so hopeful? Why do you continue to believe? Why do you continue to speak the word? Why do you continue to wait for God? Why are you expecting his goodness? I pray that we'll all have an answer for why we continue to wait expectantly on your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, clap your hands and give